0: The next thing I wanted to get into was some of the things that we're doing for clients to to help them mitigate risks. And I think we've, you guys have touched in your answers, touched on some of those things. Is there anything else there that maybe you haven't we haven't touched on yet that you think is important to add as far as mitigating risk, maybe on the front end, or did you think we've kind of um, we kind of addressed that?
1: Yeah, no, I I think an important thing to to note is we're always striving to get better. We're always you know going to new seminars and webinars. I'd, I'd like maybe even Ricky to touch on it real quick, but I know he continuously goes out. He's going out to websites. He's going and getting education. He's learning more and more. Mm-hmm. We're always adding more solutions. And there's actually another solution that Ricky and I just talked about as late as this morning that we may add to our, our portfolio, if I, could, if I could say that. But we want to continue to do that, and we're going to continue to get educated. And honestly, things are always changing, and we're not going to be good if we sit stagnant. So, you know, any right. other company that's out there, if you have an IT company or it's a mom and pop shop IT company, whatever, and they're not coming out there and talking to you and educating you and and coming. It might seem, you know, at some point salesy that people are coming to me and, they're, you know, these people are offering me EDR. Oh, my gosh. Now they're coming back with something else and it's nickel and dime. Not necessarily, right? Not necessarily. Yeah. These things are so, so important for these organizations. So we're going to continue to do this, but our approach with our clients is we're trying to educate them. We're trying to put out some of this information. We're not hitting them up saying, Hey, you got to do this. Except for EDR. We are, um, <laughs> fishing education. We are, Yeah. <laughs> but these other things, it's like, we're going to try to educate them as much as possible just so that they know. And then they call us, you know, it's, it's there and we're, we're adding the layers. So we're giving them the option. We're putting it out there. Um, we're going to have a user group meeting coming up too. And, you know, hopefully, we have some opportunities to work with more of our clients because it's you know we have so many across the country. It's hard to get to all of them at, the, at one time, but you know that's that's what we're try, trying to strive to do and, and try to be ahead of the game and be ahead of the threats. And threats are going to happen, but as soon as we see it, hear it, we're going to try to react and respond to it and have a solution for it. Um, but Ricky, I don't know if you want to add more to that. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll add a little bit. And I think um, Vince and, and Rich, you've both mentioned it. We have all of these solutions now, but you know, how long are they going to keep people protected? One, two, three, four years, couple months, who knows? And uh, a lot of what, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but you know, I would say every day, every week, I'm out there researching what's next, what's the, the newest solution to you know protect our clients, and even we use some of it internally here. And Vince kind of mentioned. One of the latest ones, we're looking at a partnership with a company that kind of acts as a front line to threat detection, because you can have the EDR, but what happens when something gets into a system that bypasses EDR? Well, you have to have something that can, can find that, and this company will you know, be able to identify threats that sneak in through maybe legitimate files or the user, as Vince has mentioned. And then they give GBS actionable items to actually remove that and fill or secure that void, whatever it may be. So Mm. there's always something new coming tomorrow and we're just trying to stay ahead of it as best we can and really provide as much security as we can.
0: That's great. So I guess in a general sense, I'm just curious. So the, the, the new, people that you guys meet with and talk with and maybe see at trade shows or user group meetings or whatever the situation is where, you know, whenever you're out talking with potential clients or new, you know, even new businesses, would you guys say that, uh, where, where do they fall on the spectrum of preparedness? Like when you first meet somebody, first having a discussion, would you say, are most businesses out there, most companies, are they, do they understand the threats? Are they currently prepared for them uh, or are they, you know, just unaware of what's going on, have no protection or, or I'm just curious, like on a scale, where would you say they fall? Most people that you're, you're meeting and talking to these days.
1: Well, from my perspective, I'm, I'm meeting organizations that's as small as literally one or two employees mm-hmm. all the way up to a hundred to 500 the thousands. Um, I was just meeting with uh, last week, uh, an organization that's in the thousands and, you know, we're meeting with the small medium and, you know, we're actually getting into quite a bit of the large as well. The large obviously is a little more prepared, I think, than the small to medium business. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's some things that the large is not really doing yet too. And, and it's not to anybody's fault. It's just that there's more solutions being added, you know, from, yeah. from the replication of data centers to, you know putting the shell around the data at the secondary data center and you know some of those new solutions and features and functions that things those things haven't been a thing right they, those solutions haven't been a thing ever right. and um, some of those na- new things that are popping up i think some large organizations need to take advantage of now you know let's talk about the medium businesses i'm often often in the medium businesses and it's it's kind of a wide range you know if there's a a medium business that's got a full IT staff they've got, you know, a chief secu- uh, information security officer, so like a CISO or whomever. Those usually are more ready and uh, and and there, but you know, sometimes those organizations have a hard time working with maybe their chief financial officer, right? Or their mm-hmm. CEO because those folks still have to convince their their folks that are making the financial decisions and signing the checks. Right. They have to convince them too and sometimes I do run into an organization or quite a few organizations where they're like, well, we tried to do this and we tried to do that. And we are not there because I, we couldn't you know, convince the board of, of directors or whatever. So, and we can come in there and help out with those kind of things too. But I'd say, you know, the, the starting from the top and working your way down from the large to the medium to the small business, the more further you go down, the less prepared they are by far. Um, especially down to the smaller businesses and even some medium businesses where they may only have one IT person. They may not have a single real true IT person or security person on staff. Right. So it might be a person that's been doing IT for 15, 20 years and, and I'm not knocking those folks because I've been doing that same thing, but they may not be getting educated as much. They are, you know, GBS and all of our folks, we're working with clients all over the country constantly. So we're seeing all the changes. We're seeing the threats. We're seeing where we need to be. We're hearing it. We're experiencing it when you're just one person in an organization without you going out there and getting educated and talking to other organizations. You don't know what's happening. and You don't know what's going on. And and so that that piece, I think, is, is where a lot of organizations are lacking. And I think going back to earlier in our conversation, these attacks and these malware attacks, they are targeting the small to medium business because of that exact point. So I think that the small to medium business, there's a big, huge risk. We got to focus in on those. They're larger organizations. It's harder to talk to. They've got their own, you know, staff that's doing all these things. But they're better prepared for the most part because they can staff. They can, you know, they've got 15, 20, 100 people on staff. And just to add to that, Vince, I think, you know, going into some of these organizations, and it could be small
2: to large, they have a partner like a GBS that's providing their service, their technology services and IT. And a lot of times we'll go in there and they may not be that concerned because they have a partner and we start digging into their environment and we realize their computers haven't updated in years, their backups aren't running, their AV is not running, nothing's being monitored. So, you know, a lot of these companies have a false sense of security, I think, too, based on
1: what they believe they're being provided. That's perfect point, Ricky. And Kyle, I know you can vouch for it. Your first opportunity that we walked into the door not to mention any names go ahead i'll let you say yeah we i mean we had a,
3: a particular opportunity that you know we went in and we were able to do a security risk assessment on their their system and they had no security they had no backup to their one acting server Oh, so wow. you know they were in such a state of vulnerability that if they were to lose that server due to a disaster, due to some type of attack, that that's the entire company that lives on that server. So it was a scary thing to see.
1: And the, the yeah. thing about that is is they actually have an IT company, right, that's supporting them and doing these Correct. things and be doing the backups and supposed to be doing the security, and we found zero. Correct. Wow. Right. Wow. So, so and then,
3: you know, you even get into it. not only is this company not thinking about the extra security they might need, or but they are under the impression that they're getting enough security mm-hmm. when we were able to kind of expose that to be untrue. And so, again, that, that all circles back to what our mission is for, for clients. It's to understand that even though it seems like IT security might have a kind of intangible ROI, it's, it's important. It's something that if you are a company that lives online, you need a budget for it, you need to prepare for it. And I think that's, that's just the central point of what we're trying to accomplish. We want people to be aware of that. And if we can be that solution for them, you know, then great.
0: Uh, that's that's great. That's a great point. You know, that's it, what all three of you guys just described there is kind of like a uh, the ideal, most frightening scenario I could think of if, if I was a business owner, right? I'm paying somebody to do my IT, to manage my, my technology for me, because I probably don't know much about it. And, and I'm sure a lot of businesses and smaller businesses don't wanna know about it, right? They just wanna run their business. They want to do their thing and they want you guys, they want us, they want their IT provider to manage that part of their business form. So I'm paying somebody to do that, but I'm not getting what I think I'm <laughs> I should be getting or what I'm paying for. So that that is a truly frightening scenario to be in. So what would you guys say, just in general, companies that that again are in this situation, and I'm sure there are more out there in those situations that probably don't realize it, what should they do? What should be their first step? You know, should they take to uh, to kind of uh, rectify or even address security threats, whether they're doing something currently or not? What, what should they, what would you guys say?
2: Ricky, you want to start? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that The first thing is you you have to understand what your infrastructure looks like. You you need to have the whole story, the big picture, and then it's really kind of diving down into what makes the most sense for security. You know, you may not be able to afford everything that Vince has mentioned because you know it can sometimes get expensive to have the secondary data center, the secondary backup, and you know all of those different things, but. What, is, what are the few things that you can change right at the front line? Can you add a better firewall? Can you add EDR, which I, I think is, is very important? Can you add multi-factor authentication to your VPN and your, your login and go from there? Yeah. And I, I think just to answer your question, like I mentioned, just they have to have an understanding. Too many times we come in somewhere and, and they don't even know what they have or what they're running. And then find where you're most vulnerable and, and start there. And then add these things on as you go to, to get your security up to par.
0: That's a great answer. That's a great answer. So let me kind of jump to the next the next question. Uh, what, and I know, Rick, I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, but what are we doing just maybe to give the listeners a sense of, of what we do, what you guys do on a daily basis to kind of stay ahead of the threats? So we know that there's new threats out there each and every day. And we know there's new solutions out there, protections out there each and every day. But what do you guys do to kind of try to stay on top of that and stay ahead of what you see happening in the industry?
2: Yeah, well, I I know, for instance, we've mentioned EDR. We've mentioned a lot of the other products that we're using out there. We're, We're relying on those pretty heavily to be our detection, at least for what's rolled out to our clients at this point. And EDR, and I don't know if I should dive completely into what it is, but it is the next generation of the antivirus. So it's it's not relying on old signature like old AVs were relying a lot on signatures to detect their uh, malicious software or viruses coming in. EDR is actually taking that a step further. It's watching your system. It's learning how it operates, it's knowing what should happen when you click a file or open a a file. So really relying on these technologies to today protect us. And then as we mentioned, constantly researching what's next because EDR is top of the line right now, but in, in two years, there's probably going to be a new solution out there that adds more protection or these bad actors are going to find ways around EDRs and MDRs and, and things along those lines. So it's relying on knowing that we have the best software out there at this point to protect our clients, but Mm -hmm. also trying to stay ahead of what's coming next.
1: And Vince, I don't know if you want to add anything to that or Kyle. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I could say is, and Ricky, you do a lot of this too. You know, I've been doing a lot of networking sessions, so I've been getting in, not only doing the speaking engagements, but you know, I'll go to uh, some networking events with a lot of CIOs, CTOs, um, CISOs, things like that across the country. And, they're beneficial because I get to network with folks and we get to ask each other, what are you seeing? What are you doing? Where are you at? What's the solution? What's the best, you know, and I've got this for this and this is what it does. I've got, you know, and that's really cool. Um, there's a lot of, uh, articles. I know we've been going through and doing a lot of reading. There's blogs. I know that we go through things like Reddit and stuff like that. We obviously see some stuff that come through with a lot of, cause we're, you know, supporting thousands and thousands of nodes, all over the country. So when we see those kind of things, then we have a documentation on it. We uh, research what those threats are, what they do. And then what we always try to do is strive to say, okay, if this threat got through this particular end user, what are we going to do to protect all the rest of our clients throughout the country, right? So we're always trying to strive and add those layers because of those reasons. And it's really the education piece. And it's really hard to to do much more than that uh, and always continue to to improve and add more solutions. But that's what we do. And, and that's kind of what I had mentioned earlier. You can't stay stagnant. You have to go through those motions and you have to get that education and you have to be aware and you have to be ready. Yeah, that's a good point, Vince. And just to add to that as
2: a little bit of an example is, you know, earlier this year with things going on in Russia and in Ukraine, there was fear of state sponsored attacks coming from Russia. So Mm -hmm. one of the things, We did for our clients just to be cautious was actually where we had control of their firewalls is get in there and block Russia basically from communicating with their servers to limit that uh, that attack. So
0: that's a great example, Rick, of something that you know a, a a real world scenario that impacted people on a on a very basic level that maybe they had never even thought about um, or would have thought about. So that's a great example of something that you guys do to react to a situation to increase their security. And and again, maybe it's something it, you know, in many cases they would have never thought about. So that's that's great. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. So, I guess one one last thing I wanted to ask you guys is if let's let's just say a company does suffer an attack or a breach. um, And they feel that their security or their, uh, I'm sorry, their data has been compromised in some way. So if there's someone out there listening that has experienced this, or unfortunately, maybe will experience it in the future what would you guys advise them to do? What are the steps that someone should take if they, if they experience an attack or experience a breach? And Vince, I think you referenced this a little bit earlier, but I guess just to kind of, again, create some awareness and some education for folks who may find themselves in that situation in the future, what should they do?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously before the breach or the exposure or the compromise happens, be as prepared as you possibly can. All the things, those layers that we talked about earlier. Get as many of those layers as you can in, in, inside of your organization to try to protect yourself, so you don't have to go through right. something like that. Right? right. But if it does happen, you know, there's that whole other piece. It's the whole other bunch of layers to where, you know, it, depending on that threat, and you know, maybe GBS or your IT company or whoever that may be can assist you with that threat, understand what the threat is, where it came from, what they attacked, what they got exposure to, all those things, because that's going to take you through that kind of that first step. Who do you contact and, and, and why and when, and what do I have to do to restore my system or whatever? But maybe you do, you almost always contact FBI, right? Because they're, they're going through a lot of these and, and working through a lot of the detail. I'm not going to get into detail on it, but we do right. talk to them periodically um, but that is usually always the first step. But after that, again, now, what am I going to do? Do I need to pay my ransom or not? If I do, do I need to negotiate it? And we do have contacts of folks that have all a of, of bunch of policies for this. They have uh, ability to do negotiations. You know, the, the whole thought is we don't want to have to ever pay the ransom. We um, don't want to have to restore, but in some cases you're going to have to restore But you also have to confirm that they haven't actually got exposure to anything that's private. But then it goes to the attorney side. And we actually are are in the middle of, and hopefully sometime very, very soon, Rich will have a full entire comprehensive solution that will allow our clients, and I'm hoping that maybe by the end of the year we can have this, but that will allow our clients to literally have it literally from soup to nuts. They can have cyber insurance. They can have all of our layers of the pre-protection and education to the layers of protection on the PCs and the servers, to the backups and the secondary data centers, to the contacts who's going to be able to help you out with the FBI, the policies and the procedures, all of oh. the things with you know, compliance as well, all the way to the attorneys and on the back end. Literally, we'll have all of that to where our clients can utilize these, these, these organizations. So we're really trying to step it up a notch. We're not trying to be that traditional IT company that's just going to go in there and just service your IT needs. We're really trying to get the best of the best. And again, it's not GBS doing those services. It's our partnerships, right? Right. We can't be the best of everything. I've said that a hundred times, but we value our partners. We value our partnerships. We're trying to get the best of all breeds and try to put together some type of a solution that we can offer our clients and then make that a little bit more affordable because the more folks that we go after and the more folks we get in front of these other organizations, the better they're going to do for us, right? So that's really what we're trying to do. So I love that question and that's really where we're going. I'm glad you asked that. And hopefully here maybe on that next podcast we do, um, we could talk a little bit more about that solution and we could be there. But in the meantime, we don't have that as a holistic solution, but we still have those contacts. So if people do get hit with something, contact us, let us know, because if you get hit with something, you probably need more protection, you probably need more things in place. We can help you with that. We might even be able to help you out to, to get your, you know, under your feet again. Uh, get yourself, I'm sorry, on, on your feet again. Yeah. I think that that's kind of what you got
2: to focus on. Yep. I I, just add to that, Vince, I think having a plan is probably the most important because in the industry, there's a saying, and it's not a matter of whether or not you're going to get hit with ransomware. It's when you're going to get hit with ransomware. So you can have all of these layers. You're going to make yourself less likely to, to be a victim, but have a plan for when or if something does happen, and that's going to speed up your recovery a lot.
0: Of it. I think that plays in perfectly, Rick. What you said with, uh, I mean, really, the 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 purpose of this podcast that we started, smart business solutions, right? Part of being a smart business owner is having contingency plans in place, right? And that's, you, you know, you guys are have have covered so much. We've covered so much ground in this in this discussion, but I think a lot of it. You can boil down to just proper preparation. And you're, you're preparing defenses, I guess, if you will, on the front side to make sure you as much or reduce your risk of getting hit with these issues, protecting your data on the front side. You're doing things to keep them updated. You're consulting with with someone like like Vince or Ricky or Kyle to say, what's the latest and greatest? What can I do? What can I add to my solutions? What layers can I build in? And then you know what to do on the back end in case something, you know, unfortunate would happen. So you have, you have a plan, Vince, you mentioned soup the nuts, A to Z, right? So you know ahead of time what you're, what you're currently doing, what you want to do and what you need to do in the future. Again, in, in case that something did happen. And Rick, your point's perfect there. It's not, you know, uh, everyone at some point more than likely is going to be exposed to this in some way, shape or form, I would think from large to small. So I think that's a great way. And hopefully that makes sense to everyone and not just me, but uh, hopefully that's a great way to kind of, you know, put together everything you guys have discussed and, um, uh, Vince, you were reading my mind when you were talking about that solution in the future because I was thinking, oh, that sounds like another podcast or two. So uh, I can't. That that'll be great. So, guys, this has been a great, great discussion. Anything that we didn't touch on that you would want to add in closing? Anything else that we we think we should mention yeah, at this Rich, point?
1: You know, and, and I hate to talk so much. I feel like I talk too much on these podcasts. No,
0: because- that's the point that's the point of it (laughs) there's
1: one there's one thing i don't know if anybody's ever done this on a podcast or not and i try to listen to the majority of the podcast that uh, you host but since this is such a hot thing and a big topic a big discussion point uh something that a lot of people don't understand or may have a lot of questions about i think we're going to try to share this out there on a lot of social media and whatnot Mm -hmm. one thing i'm going to offer i would love to come back on a podcast if there are people that are out there that have more questions, more specific questions. And, you know, maybe we didn't answer something properly, or maybe we didn't cover something that somebody wants to know about what we're doing and and what, you know, to worry about and look at from security and cybersecurity and those kind of things. But um, I'm offering up right now. I'd love to, even if it's just a five, 10 minute, Hey, you know, uh, we got some feedback from some of, you know, the folks that listen to the podcast, here's some things that they would like to hear I'd love to offer that up rich and, um, and do that. And all three of us could join. And, um, I'd be happy to, to come back because if one person has a question, many has a question, right? So, right. Right. That would be something I'd love. To-
0: I love that idea, Vince. I love that. And we can definitely do that. When we, when we share this episode and post it out on social media, I'll include that in the write up and, and, ask for for questions to be sent in. I mean, and, and that's a great point as well. Any questions that anybody have, or if you guys, if anybody that's listening would want to speak to Vince or Ricky or Kyle and find out more about the things they've talked about, these guys would love the chance to talk to you. You can call them directly at our... Youngstown office, all these guys are based out of our Youngstown, Ohio office, and you can reach them there. The number's on our website at uh, gbscorp.com, or you can send email correspondence into our marketing email at marketing at gbscorp.com, and those come directly to me, and I can make sure that that they get into uh, their hands, and then they can reach out to you that way. So yeah, please, uh, as, as listeners, if there's things, and hopefully there's been... There's been many things that have kind of piqued your interest and maybe uh, made you feel a little uh, uncomfortable today <laughs> listening to this discussion. And that's OK, because uh, we're, we're here ultimately to let you know that there are there there's help. Um, there are people that do understand the industry. They understand the threats that are out there in cybersecurity and data security. And that these, you know, these guys are are some just some of our team, and there's there's more on our MTS team. But you know, we have tons of folks that work behind the scenes. And these three gentlemen are out talking to customers and consulting, but we have a a, a really strong team of folks in house. But then also our partners that extend out that Vince and Ricky have both mentioned that are experts in different areas of the field. So we, we have a strong group of folks that we work with in this area. So please feel free to reach out to us. And if there's anything we can do to help you, we would be glad to do that. Hopefully if nothing else, this has created some good education for people and, and awareness. And that's always, always our goal. And that's always the first step in, in solving any problem is becoming aware of it and then deciding what you need to do. So guys, thanks again. Ricky, was there anything you wanted to add or Kyle? I didn't want to not give you the opportunity to.
2: I don't believe so. Thanks for having me, Rich.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think we covered it all.
3: We did. Thank you, Rich.
0: We did. We did, and we're gonna do it again. So but thanks guys. Again, I really appreciate it. Awesome, awesome discussion, great content, and can't wait to get these out and have everybody listen to them. So really appreciate your time. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you guys. Appreciate thanks, guys. Take Thank care. You. Take care